Today on the Good Word, we're talking about musketeers, one for all and all for one. That phrase, one for all and all for one, was originally in Latin and was probably brought into English by Shakespeare and made popular by The Three Musketeers by Alexander Dumas and its many subsequent adaptations. It's almost impossible to imagine swashbuckling Frenchmen in big feathered hats flicking their rapiers, saving heavily costumed ladies without that cliched saying running through your head. The musketeers were defined by the groups they became part of, whether they were guards of the king or loyal to their own band of friends. The commitment to the group is demonstrated by the loyalty each member holds to the whole greater than themselves creating a situation where group members rely on each other for support. Any group could be created for mutual support, but spiritual and physical support is also one of the reasons God gathers His people into churches and congregations. The Book of Mormon tells of a people who, under the direction of their prophet Alma, organize a church to worship God and protect each other. In Mosiah chapter 18, we hear about characteristics that the Lord requires to become part of this group. And they were called the Church of God, or the Church of Christ, from that time forward. And it came to pass that whosoever was baptized by the power and authority of God was added to this church. Yea, Alma commanded them that they should preach nothing save it were repentance and faith on the Lord who had redeemed his people. And he commanded them that there should be no contention one with another but that they should look forward with one eye, having one faith and one baptism, having their hearts knit together in unity and in love towards one another. And thus they became the children of God. Alma and his people became followers of God by doing, teaching, and hearing the word of God. But they became his children when they were unified. This goes beyond simple loyalty or commitment. The commandment of the Lord is to become one people. It's a principle he's taught many times, as recorded in John chapter 17, where he takes it one step further than just encouraging being a united church. True unity means to become one with God. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. A church is made up of distinct, flawed individuals, each unique in their own respect, but ultimately, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. God's ways don't permit for petty disagreements and contentions to interfere with the progress of His kingdom. The church is organized under His name and power, and when we become part of it, we promise to endeavor to become one with Him. Working together, one for all and all for one, gives us a greater capacity to support each other and to be supported in our worship and in our daily living. And that's the good word.